0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com/slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDSC. When you're a 415 415. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more and more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy. What is going on ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into the 415ers, 3 times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 957 The Game. Mark Grandy, Evan
1: Giddings with you as always. Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing all right, Evan. Uh, a tough uh, couple of last couple of days for the football world, of course. I know we'll talk about it in a little bit. DeMar Hamlin, thoughts go out to him trying to, you know, push forward and, and talk about what's coming up for the 49ers. But it's kind of putting, and rightly so, uh, a haze over the entire football world right now, what happened to him on Monday Night Football. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's good to be back with you once again, Evan. Looking forward to another fu- fun episode of the 415ers.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate, right? Because the entire weekend, and really the last, I would say, week, building off of Christmas to the new year, It's all good times this weekend had provided some really exciting football games, uh, some very entertaining football games. Of course, the Niners and the Raiders being perhaps the best of the bunch. And then it is supposed to eventually culminate on Monday Night Football with a matchup that has large AFC playoff implications. Two of the best teams, arguably the hottest team in the AFC in the Bengals, and then a team bidding for the one seat in the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. And, you know, about midway, a little more than midway through the first quarter, uh, unfortunately, DeMar Hamlin lays a tackle on T. Higgins and everyone who did not see what happened, just, you know, go back and watch it kind of experience for yourself. That's sort of what everyone was going through who watched it in the moment. I myself, Mark, did not have a chance to watch it live. I was listening on radio. So I'm curious what your first reaction was when you saw exactly what happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was watching live. Uh, I I will first say if this is something that makes you uncomfortable, I would not go back and watch it. It's not gruesome in that you can, you know, like other sports injuries where you could see a, a, you know, a, a leg snap and you see a broken bone. It's not visually gruesome like that, but it is still difficult to watch. So if you don't enjoy those kinds of things, I would suggest try to stay away from the video as best you could, but, Essentially, as you mentioned, he tries to make a tackle and does make a tackle on T Higgins. And it seemed like a pretty normal football play. Uh, He gets hit in the chest, uh, which happens all the time on a football field. And he immediately gets up and he seems fine. And then you can kind of see his legs shake and he falls down backwards straight on his back. And he's he's down for a while. Immediately, everyone thinks a head injury because that's just what we've been programmed to think of on the football field, especially when you kind of see those wobbly legs. Uh, he was down for a while. Eventually, those those of us watching on ESPN and ABC on Monday Night Football, Joe Buck says they're performing CPR on Hamlin down on the field. And at that moment, you you already kind of knew something was wrong, at least more so than than usual, and I'm not trying to make light of of other head injuries, but this seemed uh, like a bigger deal than that. And then when Joe Buck breaks that news that they're performing literally CPR on a player on the football field right around midfield on Monday Night Football in front of a national audience, uh, my heart just sank, and it was it was hard for me. One to turn away from ESPN's coverage the rest of the night. And I, I want to applaud them. I, th- I think they did a fantastic job. The broadcast crew, Susie Colber, Booger McFarland, Adam Schefter back in the studio. Lisa Salters on the sidelines doing a great job getting the story after the fact. Scott Van Pelt, Lisa Salters joined them as well. Ryan Clark was incredibly emotional. Um, it was hard for me to turn away, Evan, and it's been hard for me to... To kind of focus, we're recording this a day later on Tuesday evening. Uh, it's it's kind of been a, a slog of a day because I've just been thinking about what what we all witnessed. And the latest update is that he's, as we have here on Thursday evening or Tuesday evening, excuse me, is that he's still in critical condition. He was resuscitated twice, once on the field and once at, uh, at the hospital in Cincinnati. It is... Uh, an incredibly unique and difficult situation and just thoughts and good vibes and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and the entire Hamlin family, because what they're going through is unimaginable. I just, I can't even begin to try to put myself in their shoes right now. I mean, I was, I was shaken up enough, just watching from thousands of miles away, not really knowing who DeMar Hamlin is. So I can't imagine what people close to him are feeling.
0: Yeah, we definitely want to send our, our thoughts and prayers to him and those around him. Uh, the information that you relayed, Mark, from his uncle, uh, Dorian Glenn. So that's where that info comes from about him still needing to be sedated after having been resuscitated twice. Uh, DeMar Hamlin is a 24-year-old secondary member of the Buffalo Bills. And look, all of this stuff is is unfortunately a part of the game of football. That's something that that cannot be changed. But in my opinion, Mark... and Look, I was only listening on radio. So I was listening to the Westwood one call, Kevin Harlan and, and Kurt Warner. Um, and then I went back and and watched, you know, kind of the ESPN coverage from where it was picked up about I would say fifteen to twenty minutes before they officially, you know, postponed mm-hmm. the game or said they were not going to continue the game. So I kind of was airdropped in from having listened to that the play and then the immediate aftermath because understandably the radio crew is kind of pushing all these commercial breaks down the line and they're trying to not do play by play of a guy who is getting CPR on on the football field but what stood out to me mark and i think the conversation that a lot of people are having is the coverage surrounding demar hamlin and i don't want to belittle him in this in this overall picture but and as it stands I believe the latest update that we saw here on Tuesday night was that he was formerly on 100% oxygen at the hospital. He's been moved to 50% oxygen from a machine, so at least trending in a positive direction from that sense, being able to you know, breathe more so on his own. But the coverage on television, and even to some extent on radio, to me screamed something that I didn't really have a good grip on until this moment. And I wish it didn't happen, obviously. But for a game that is as physical and violent as football is, many people I've heard described each play as a miniature car crash. And if you want to experience what it's like to play football in the NFL, go outside and run into your garage door 70 straight times, leading with your head. So with that in mind, it was a bit appalling to me the lack of ability from these big networks, ESPN, even Westwood One to some extent, knowing what to do, how to react to a situation like this, because there is so much kind of keep it moving of a mentality around these injuries, around these lines. And I know ESPN analysts today are much more prepared, but it was, it was honestly a bit cringy, Mark, listening to you know, some of the some of the crews talking about this game immediately because it just felt like they were I mean, no one's ever prepared for anything like this. But for a game that is our modern day form of the gladiator games to not have even, you know, and, and like a playbook of what to run in these sort of situations and, and sure they have happened before, uh, you know, an ambulance has been brought on the field before a player's had to be resuscitated before given CPR happens very seldom, but it has happened in the NFL before. And I'm sure it's happened maybe on practice fields, things away from the game, but it was, it was a bit appalling to me to kind of watch these, you know, analysts tap dance around the fact this guy and his life was in the balance and there seemed to be less of a you know focus on i guess getting things right and if needing to maybe even throwing to regular programming and saying hey guys we are not equipped to handle this situation rather than you know kind of mumbling through it all and making me as as a viewer maybe even more you know shocked maybe even more scared because Damar Hamlin is clearly, you know, fighting for his life at this point, and that much is able to be sensed. But I was not given any form of, I guess, security from what I was watching on television.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hear you. I I think I would I would fire back in the sense that these were people who were put into an impossibly difficult situation because of, as you mentioned, the uniqueness. You know, there have been similar things. I know there was... Uh, a moment in hockey where what what presumably happened to DeMar Hamlin happened to a hockey player who took a puck to the chest at at just the right moment of a heartbeat or the wrong moment of a heartbeat and it caused you know this issue it caused heart failure and it needed to be resuscitated Uh, like things like this have happened in sports before but it's been such a long time and it hasn't necessarily happened on this platform uh before i i do understand where you're coming from however i would say this was an impossible situation and the fact that it took the nfl over an hour to officially postpone the game uh put these people you know the the talking heads the analysts the the studio hosts everyone uh in an impossible situation because they were tasked with trying to update a situation over an hour long span that essentially had no update other than the fact that he was taken off the field in an ambulance and was rushed to the nearest hospital. Uh, I don't know how you are supposed to to do that when you literally have no new information. Um, I don't know. I I did, personally didn't feel the way you felt. I do. I can understand that feeling you're a viewer you you want to I don't know hear something positive and and encouraging and and hear someone tell you hey it's gonna be all right but I think in that moment no one knew I mean for all they knew when when Damar Hamlin got into the back of that ambulance the worst news could have been you know coming moments later I, I don't know I I understand what you're saying but I also feel that it was just simply an impossible situation. And from my perspective, I, I thought they they handled it relatively well and they, they covered it with with relative class and dignity. Um, but maybe we'll look back on it in the future if something similar happens and, and we, we see them handle the situation better. I'm not so sure. But uh, uh, overall, it, I, I thought they they did what they could with with what is just an, an incredibly unfortunate situation.
0: No that that's fair look and putting yourself in their shoes I I I'm not saying I would have been able to do anything better and it maybe it's it's not so much on the analysts as it is on those giving them information and if we're talking about
1: it's on the NFL I mean I mean I, the first instinct for the NFL was okay warm up Joe Burrow 5 minutes we'll start playing again What they're giving him CPR on the field and you're telling the players to start warming up. And then, and then you have to wait a whole hour before you officially say, yeah, this isn't happening by the way. It was never going to happen because the players and the coaches rightly so were refusing to play. Like, are you kidding me? NFL, your first instinct will say, take five guys and then we'll go again. It's utterly ridiculous.
0: Well, but that's the way it's always been. Like, so again, if like th- there are so many stories shared today throughout different outlets and, you know, one of our own uh, Lorenzo Neal talking about his teammate literally being shot in the middle of the season and having to just put his head down and power through. I know ESPN's Dominic Foxworth has told a story about an experience in college when he went to Maryland where a player was paralyzed during practice and he said basically the team just moved the practice down 20 yards like that's that's to me the the i guess the crux of the of the itch of the issue with the NFL is that there's there is such a, an acceptance of violence and this is a very unique situation but i i just that acceptance to me is echoed by those talking about the game and we're not expecting when we watch football when we talk about oh we're going to go to war we're going to you know we're going to ride or die with this guy well they're not literally meaning like you know die but that's what almost happened on that field last night and demar hamlin is still fighting for his life i just felt like there the message that i i felt and whether it's because of what the nfl didn't do immediately because of what the information that ESPN was giving to its analysts lacked, or the you know kind of lost in translation message that that I was receiving as a viewer on television, I, I don't know where it, it it got lost, but to me there was it it felt like a, a lack of just a lack of understanding. I mean, you you said it yourself. The moment that you saw Damar Hamlin hit the ground immediately something's wrong. I mean, that does not happen on a normal basis. And for the first five minutes, the first 10 minutes, the first 20 minutes being more focused on how to get back to the game, how to restore balance, how to restore, you know, a a sense of security for your viewer. To me, that again, I, I just don't know if that's the message. Like, I could hear through the radio, through the play by play, there was a sense of panic from Kurt Warner for another football player down on the ground. that's that's the kind of message that I felt like prepared me for what I was going to then watch as opposed to, you know what it sounds like people watched and then heard trying to sugarcoat a bit what just happened.
1: yeah, no, i I understand what you're saying. and I feel like. That's where it's valuable to have the perspective of former players. Kurt Warner, like you're talking about, on national radio. Troy Aikman, who was on the call, you know, on television. Booger McFarland, who was back in the studio. Ryan Clark, who was on with Scott Van Pelt on ESPN's coverage after the fact, after the game officially got postponed. Um, you could you can hear and feel the emotion. Uh, Because, I mean, people like you and I and and everyone else who hasn't played football at a high level uh, can't can't possibly understand what it's like. I mean, you you talk to any even college football player, but especially an NFL player, uh, they all have a story about a horrific injury, either to themselves or to a teammate or to someone that was close to them. Like Literally all of them do. It's the nature of this game. It's unfortunate, but it's just the way that the game is. Yeah. they all have an experience not like Demar Hamlin, but a lot more like Demar Hamlin than any of us. So you can you can feel their emotion and I I agree with you, uh, those kinds of of, um, I don't know analysis reactions from those former players, including Kurt Warner on Westwood One, who I didn't hear but but I, I trust what you're saying uh incredibly, emotional and you can feel as you're saying the fact that they knew something was wrong like immediately um and i think you know a situation like this while it is based on what we know what the science is saying what the doctors are telling us a relative chance encounter this is something that happens just because of a a, a hit to the chest at the right exact millisecond in the middle of a heartbeat that causes this to happen it's it's a chance encounter it has actually really not a lot to do with the danger of football like it's just a chance thing that happened um but them being so i don't know immediately troubled by it perhaps in the future makes responses to to this sort of thing better
0: yeah well no we'll we'll see uh those are just our our thoughts and um, you know perspective on the situation primarily the coverage in the immediate aftermath I think after everything was sorted out and we figured out how difficult and how or how unique and how um, you know dangerous the situation was everything began to change uh, but our thoughts and prayers are yes. out to Demar Hamlin and his family. Uh, hopefully he's able to pull through in Cincinnati.